The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. We have Dr. Mary O'Kane, lecturer in psychology and early childhood education. Um, and we have, as always, buckets of questions uh, for you, uh, Mary. And we start with one that's an interesting and challenging one from a parental perspective. It says, our son is a wonderful, sensitive and caring young man. He's 15. He recently had his heart broken after being turned down by a girl he liked and he's having a tough time of it. He has now coming, come to ask us if he can do therapy. We are very open to these things, but wonder if it's the best course in this instance. Should we encourage it or should this be something that we try to get him to work through without professional help? Funny, Anton, the first thing that hit me when I looked at this is when you get old, you forget what it's like at 15 when you fall in love and their hormones are all over the place. Their brain development is going ping and it's huge and it's heartbreaking and you know, turned down by a girl you like do you think that's not really such a big deal oh it is it really really is so the first thing I'd say to them is um, be aware of that and be there for him yourselves now isn't it interesting he's come asking can he go to therapy because you know what if any teenager comes to you and says you know what I think I might need to see somebody it doesn't matter what the reason you listen to them they might not necessarily be giving you the real reason why they want to go. And even though you might think, oh, but I'm so connected to him and we're really, really close and you know, he trusts me with everything. There are some things it's just hard to say to a parent. And we've no idea, idea how he's feeling. And sometimes as a parent, it's hard to think that, that they want to speak to somebody else rather than you because you're 15 that age. You're trying to let them fly, but you're trying to hold them close. But I would say to any parent, if your child says, I feel I need to speak to somebody, absolutely go for it. Doesn't mean you're not going to be there for him yourself. But I, you, I wonder you though, what does the parent think? Well, uh, I'm, uh, is there a wariness that if you say, let us take a significant step like therapy, for what is a common stressor. We will all yeah. have these difficult yeah. things. Yeah. That it becomes a dependence and that you somehow don't build enough resilience with them. Is that is, the, is that their concern? I see what you mean, Anton. But I, I, I mean, he said it's because of this relationship. We don't really know what's going on inside this kid's head. And so, I mean, absolutely connect to them. You know, I'm always going to have a connection. Connect with them. But just trust them. If they feel at 15 they need to speak to somebody, there's something going on. Stay connected to them, but always listen. Do you know who does free therapy as well, in case parents are listening and think, oh, but how might I afford it? Um, Jigsaw.ie, if you look them up online, um, they're in various different places around the country. Don't ask me to name the places, but it is free. And if any, any kid much more serious problems, Pieta House as well, free. So... Interesting one at a much younger end of the uh, spectrum and it, I think it relates obviously there's a specific question within this but there's also an issue about um, how to, uh, to foster children's imagination and to what extent you foster children's imagination. Text says my five year old has an imaginary friend. She's been talking to this friend for some time. Over the summer she's been engaging with this friend as she plays every single day. She has an older brother but he's always out playing with his mates. She would not have as many friends nearby as he does and is too young to go call for them on her own. I'm just a bit concerned that this means she will not develop properly socially. 
and I, I know what you mean because you think, well, hold on, yeah, this is just you sitting talking to you, you know, it's like this really social. And you moment. end up getting bought into it because the kid comes to you and says, well, Mary wants X, Y, and Z. You're like, do I do I accept that there's a or? And I know, you, do I play along or not? Yeah. I'd say play along now, unless the imaginary friend is taking control of everything. But they usually start little, so it's fine. Do you know what's clever, Anton? You know, we talk about theory of mind. So about four years old, they develop what we call theory of mind, and that means I can understand that other people think differently. So there's an experiment they use to test it. And what they do is they tell a child a story where a child comes into a kitchen and say they hide a bar in a press and the child leaves the room. The parent comes in, finds the bar and moves it somewhere else. And then you say to the child, okay, the child you're with, if that little girl came back in to find the bar she's hidden, where should she look? So if they haven't developed theory of mind, they'll go, well, she look where she put it. But if they have developed, they see, no, it's gone, it's different. Do you know what I mean? So it's, they're, you're, they're able to understand that people see things differently, that you so, don't so know so somebody else has this. moved if it. If they've got theory of mind, they can put themselves in her mind with her level of knowledge and know she can't know it's been yes, moved. Yes, that's right, exactly okay. it. So for an imaginary friend... It's actually clever. You know, I'm I'm interacting with somebody and if you watch them playing, they play the game where this person sees something and I see something. So it's a, it's a really good stage of development that they can do it. Great way for developing social skills. And I mean, sometimes they'll test the waters. They'll, they'll test different things they're unsure of because they'll have the imaginary friend do something. You know, sometimes the imaginary friend is bold <laughs> and you know, oh I didn't do it like she did but it's actually quite clever so I wouldn't worry you know what if she's not seeing so many friends that's fine she's just using her imagination to to still develop socially the, the one time I would worry is say she goes back to school okay and she actually doesn't want to develop friendships with other children and um, well yes now Having said that, some of them have great friendships and they still have their imaginary friends. That's fine. The only time you, you would be concerned about it is if I'm actually not engaging with other kids. The only kid I want to engage with is my imaginary one. But yet no worries at all about it. Interesting one. My eldest son is having issues with one friend who regularly hurts him physically. He hasn't seen too much of this boy over the summer, but they always walk to and from school together and it was often an issue. I'm starting to worry about when they start back. My son is very sensitive and finds it hard to respond to this boy. My husband says, hit him back. But I would always have said to use words if somebody hurts him. I really don't want him to be picked on and I feel it could get worse if we don't do something. Any ideas on how to approach this? Desperately tricky. Well, funny, regularly hurts him physically. That's bullying. If somebody is doing something intentionally and if they're doing it on a regular basis, that other child is actually, it's funny that they don't use the word bullying, my child. I would class that as bullying. But in bullying. part that's because the child selects them as a friend or appears to select them as a friend. And Yes, but it's a dodgy one, Anton, because they are bullying. And it's nearly like um, a superiority thing. Now, you know, I'm always saying words. We, we want our children to learn. It's really important for them to learn that I can express my emotions. So it's very important that they learn to tell you how they're feeling and if they're feeling angry, if they're feeling frustrated. So I get what she's saying. We want to do it verbally. We want our, our kids to be able to stand up for themselves verbally. So the first thing I would start with is to you know, tell the friend, you know, back off. You know what? That hurt me. And even, you know, role play it with them, that they answer back to let you know when they're hurt. But... 
the husband. Now, you know I'm not a slapping person and I don't believe in, oh, give him a thump if you know he's here. We're teaching them to be violent. However, there's one little... <laughs> You're looking horrified, <laughs> Where Anton. are you going with this, Mary? I am, You've Anton. changed. <laughs> <laughs> I am going there. Really? If, yes, so... If somebody is physically hurting your child on an ongoing basis and your child is so sensitive that they're allowing it and they've allowed it happen over time, they have told that other person, you are completely dominant over me. Now, we always use our words first. We always have those conversations. But you know what? If at some point this kid is still hurting you, say that kid gives them a push. He does need to learn. Okay, this has gone too far. I'm going to push you right back. Funny thing is, very often if they don't want, we don't want a full brawl. Yes, exactly. We don't (laughs) don't want to pull out a revolver. But yeah, (laughs) stand up for yourself effectively. They do, Anton. If it's ongoing, particularly when it's physical, they do need to learn. And the other thing I always say is martial arts. Because if he's a really sensitive kid and is, you don't want your child to be, go through life and grow up all the time scared that they can't defend themselves, they can't speak up for themselves. So we want the words, but I, I'm a believer in martial arts. If they very often won't use it. <laughs> You're looking so horrified. <laughs> but you know what? They know, they feel I am strong. And if somebody is deliberately on an ongoing basis physically hurting me, no. What about the thing of talking to the child's parents? Does that ever work or let's just get everybody's backs up yeah you know Anton I avoid that I think and again what are you telling your child you're telling them oh you're right you can't stand up for yourself you're not able to do that super mom I'm going to go sort it for you little mix fix it I mean I know I have a big streak of that in me and we want to do it but you know what no it's much better for this kid to actually learn I'm not going to just let others walk on me we have we have tons as always more, including a very interesting one about a, a woman who's just had her sister has just had her first child and she won't leave the baby with anybody else and won't accept help and therefore believes that she's yeah. Well, unfortunately, time is against us. So as always, what we will do, Mary, is we will gather them up and any that we didn't get a chance to answer, we will try to answer the next time Mary O'Kane is in. Thank you so much, Mary. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at nine on News Talk.